This is Karsh, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this always vast and expanding, always specializing in music podcast network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. Um, this is episode 184. This is going to be a fun one. I thought this was kind of like a, like a little bit of a discovery, something really uh, cool to discuss. I'm calling this, Was Hair Metal Born in Canada? Now, uh, what what's going on here is um, we've done some episodes on uh, on Sea of Tranquility, myself and Pete on hair metal, and it got me thinking of this this fascinating Night Ranger syndrome, this this Sammy Hager syndrome, Quarter Flash syndrome, this idea of what happened just before hair metal. Not talking about the new wave of British heavy metal, not talking about the connective tissue of Van Halen and Motley Crue, but. This basically this Night Ranger Sammy Hager uh, kind of idea, and I started kind of like adding up all the bands that uh, that kind of make a good case for for setting the stage for hair metal to explode in California, 1983, 1984. We all know the suspects: Doc and Rat, Great White, Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, New York Band, um, and then on and on kind of thing. Cinderella, Poison. So I was looking at some of these bands and uh, and looking at the American ones uh, that that kind of and this is going to give you a gist of where we're going with this. So this whole idea of proto hair metal. So we're not talking about UK glam again. We're not talking about Kiss, Aerosmith, Van Halen, but just that that interesting sort of thing that happens. Semi pop rock, melodic rock, AOR, whatever you want to call it. This thing that happens in between around 1978 and 1982 uh, to sort of set the building blocks for this kind of thing. And, you know, I'm not even saying that there's this massive amount of connection between all this. I'm just saying that this sounds like the true definition of proto-hair metal. So I was thinking bands like Journey, of course, Night Ranger, I think, is the is the big one, you know, the most convincing uh, sort of band. Um, Sammy Hager, Styx, Foreigner. Uh, recently did a goldmine thing on on heavy foreigner songs. Ario Speedwagon, Cheap Trick. I mean, we're we're very hazy here, and these these aren't even great examples. Uh, but yeah, what I'm getting at is we're gonna have a lot of Canadian examples coming up. Spoiler alert. So, uh, Billy Squire, Survivor, Zebra, Boston, 1994, Pat Benatar, Asia, Littler Bands. Uh, you may not have heard of most of these, but uh, Cobra. Aviary, Trillion, Spies, Balance, Mayday, Ariel, City Boy you've probably heard of, you know, um, it, big catalog, more of like a pomp rock, late period, polite glam, whatever you want to call it, yacht rock glam, uh, Stingray, Speedway Boulevard, Silver Condor, Streets, uh, remember uh, the whole Steve Walsh thing, cool band. Um, and then, okay, I'm going to leave this other, yeah, I was going to mention something else here, but we'll, we'll deal with it later. So the idea here, again, episode 184 was hair metal born in Canada. So the idea was I was very, very amazed that Canada probably has a list 
as long as the American list and even more insistent and more, you know, convincing early, early stages hair metal albums. Um, so let's get started with our first one here. We're going to kind of go chronologically here, and I'm going to mention a few honorable mentions as we go uh, chron- chronologically. Take a listen to this. This is April Wine with Hot on the Wheels of Love. Okay, so the idea here is, um, so let's give you a little bit of a history. April Wine goes way back. April Wine, 1971, On Record, 72, Electric Jewels, 73, Stand Back, 75. Uh, Then a couple not-so-great albums, pretty mellow, and the whole world's going crazy and forever for now, 76 and 77. This is from 1978's First Glance, where they're kind of rocking out for the first time again. Uh, You know, well, Stand Back, I thought, was was a pretty cool and heavy album, too, and some of that early stuff. But So 1979's Harder, Faster. So 1979, right? way way before hair metal basically a proto hair metal album a really good quality it it sounds like we're we're moving towards this thing then 1981 um the nature of the beast and we've got a platinum album here so a lot of these hair metal bands were probably hearing april wine harder faster went gold in the states um and then power play 1982 and then we get into you know hair metal started and april wine kind of starts to fade with animal grace uh, 84 and walking through fire but if you think of something like this album that we played this one off of first glance uh but definitely harder faster from 79 and nature and the nature of the beast uh you know with crash and burn and uh boy a bunch of hits off of there some more hair metally things but crash and burn was a heavy one future tense was a heavy one um but april wine really sets itself up as as this proto band with this long history of leading up to this starting all the way back in 1971 now also just as convincing really uh, is triumph uh you look at triumph a 76 album a 77 album they're party rock and roll they got some speed metal stuff some barroom metal uh, it's all kind of lining up right they've got you know the the acoustic uh you know virtuoso those little acoustic bits and stuff um so so triumph is, is fitting in this as well you get to just a game but then when you get to like uh like progressions of power and allied forces absolutely textbook uh proto uh proto hair metal albums and then don't forget they were they were on metal day in 1983 on on the us festival as well so at that point hair metal's just starting but triumph is uh, just like april wine they're going to start to fade the albums aren't going to be as good but triumph is on there with a history already so, you know, Quiet Riot's a baby band, Motley Crue's a baby band, but Triumph really has some history. And again, big, you know, al- almost as important, I think, as Night Ranger in this connective tissue thing between this hard, melodic, bubblegummy, but hard rock, guitar-y, whatever you want to call it, AOR, hard AOR, heavy AOR, just hard rock, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to build a case here, and and this really kind of surprised me. I think this is kind of a cool discovery. So again, this whole idea is was hair metal born in Canada? I think I think Canada is really going to show uh, the building blocks in a huge way here, and 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 literally with a tenth the population, probably tilting the entire list 
better to Canada than even the states, which is quite bizarre. Um, but yeah, along this lines as well, these lines as well, you've got Trooper and Prism, two typical, you know, like like West Coast bands. Um, and uh, and just this, uh, you know, this cabal of uh, this mix of, uh, you know, like Little Mountain Studio and Randy Bachman and Chilliwack guys and all this kind of stuff. Um, there, there's just this this sort of, um, you know, group of bands and there'll be more I'm going to mention uh, of, of guys, you know, coming in out of these bands that are that are kind of laying the groundwork for this massive hair metal thing that w- was to come but trooper and prism trooper had a pretty heavy album in their debut self-titled debut and then they went quite poppy prism's more like a pomp rock band more like a sticks band but again sticks fits in this as well um and then also at our early chronology here we have the likes of T's spelled t-e-a-z-e i mean it's absolutely literally like a hair metal name and moxie also a hair metal name and both of these bands uh were were literally setting up this hard rock and party rock thing moxie moxie twos a little lighter riding highs an absolute classic so 77 were like five six years before hair metal tease does the same thing a great great debut in the self-titled in 76 then on the loose in 77 and then they actually even go a little lighter so they almost even lean a little more to hair metal away from from traditional 70s stuff with um one night stands and body shots um so i think that's 79 and 80 i believe right um and then Moxie has actually a pretty light album in their last one with Mike Renowski, uh, who turns out to be Mike Reno, who's going to go into Loverboy. So here, again, we're getting this uh, cross-pollinization. But absolutely, T's at the start, and even at the end, Moxie at the start and end, about the same size catalogs, doing the exact same thing, setting up the whole idea uh, for this hair metal thing to happen. Um you know, Prism, yes, 1977, then See Forever Eyes, 78, Armageddon, 79, Young and Restless, 80, Small Change, 81, you know, Beat Street, 83. So there's a massive pile of albums. Um, they weren't a big band in the States, but all these albums, super, um, you know, uh, successful band in Canada. This brings up a point I should mention. You know, there is this idea of CanCon, Canadian content rules in Canada that the government put in place, which essentially said radio's got to play um, you know, a certain percentage of, of Canadian stuff based on writer, where it was recorded, where the band is from, uh, the yeah, musicians, all this sort of thing. There's a whole formula that goes goes with it. There was this little circle with, uh, I think, four little quadrants and certain ones were filled in kind of thing. Um, but anyways, um, the point is, is um, I guess playing this melodic hard rock, pretty friendly, pretty good, easy listening, singing on top of this as well. I guess having these bands, you really did have a shot at success in Canada. I know it's small pond, but but you had the chance at radio to have your stuff played. So I guess maybe that's why, one reason why we got a lot of this stuff, uh, because we definitely got a lot of this stuff, and you're, and you're going to hear more as we go on here. Um, yeah, Trooper had uh, the debut in 75, two for the show, 76. Knock 'em Dead, Kids, 77, Thickest Thieves, 78. In Canada, you couldn't get away from these albums. They, these these were huge albums in Canada. They were a big band. Ray McGuire, great singer. Um, yeah, uh, Platinum, uh, Platinum, Double Platinum for Thickest Thieves. Um, and uh, this... Uh, the April Wine stuff, a platinum in Canada for Harder Faster, double platinum in Canada for Nature of the Beast, platinum for Power Play 82. Even Power Play in 82 is, is kind of setting setting the, the tone, you know, um, you know, planting the seed for hair metal, so to speak. Um, 
All right, let's go on to our second selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Streetheart with Fight to Survive. All right, so Streetheart again, setting the scene here. Um, Matt Frenette from Loverboy is uh, is is in the band. He's their drummer early on. You've got Kenny Shields. Uh, you've got this uh, Spider Sinave who who goes on to be um, you know in in Loverboy later on. Um, but again, just this really good quality, really great rhythm section, thumping, um, you know, melodic guitar rock. Again, call it call it AOR, call it pomp rock, um, call it pop metal. Um, you know, pop metal actually applies much more to what we're talking about here than, than, you know, applying that word onto hair metal. I think hair metal is generally a little heavier than most of what we're talking about here. But, um, she had the Meanwhile Back in Paris album, 78, Under Heaven and Hell, uh, that this is from, uh, 79, Quicksand Shoes, 80, Drugstore Dancer, 80, Streetheart, 82, Dancing with Danger, 83. So that's a pile of records, right? Uh, setting this whole thing up. Uh, as we move into our chronology here, I'll, I'll remind you of bands like Zahn, Mad Cats, uh, you know, with the die cut cover there, The Hunt, um, Paul Kersey was in The Hunt, uh, you know, went on to Max Webster. Max Webster even kind of fits in this a tiny bit. Um, you know, Rush doesn't fit in this particularly. Uh, Wireless, uh, three albums from Wireless, 76, uh, 78, they put out Positively Human, uh, Relatively Sane. Um, then I think they had, what was it here? Yeah, No Static in 1980. The Hunt had an album in 77, self-titled. Back on the Hunt, 80. The, Thr- the Thrill of the Kill, 82. Now, these were not very heavy albums, so I'm not, I'm not telling you we're talking about heavy metal stuff here. But um, Hellfield, I uh, believe they were from Thunder Bay. They had a self-titled, and then they had one called Night Music. Uh, but again, not very heavy, you know, to, to go with the name. Uh, Rabbit with that terrible album cover. Um, so yeah, that's, that's moving into your 78, 79 sort of period and, uh, and we'll move forward from here, but I think we're really building the case. Um, there's a lot of this stuff, uh, coming from Canada, a lot more than I thought. Uh, all right. This episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see any one on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about it's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset and special offer to history and five songs with martin popoff listeners you can get 10 percent off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs that's better h-e-l-p.com slash five songs thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode hello pantheon podcast listeners Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. 
And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, let's move on in our chronology uh, as we move towards the birth of hair metal and Canada being the inventor of it, so I say. Uh, take a listen to this. This is Loverboy with Lucky Ones. All right, so Loverboy really sounds like an early version of Bon Jovi. I mean, they really are a band at, as much as Night Ranger, uh, as as super important connective tissue, and they're really successful. So again, you know, you never hear any of those hair metal bands cite Loverboy as an influence, but boy, did they set the stage for this whole thing. So you got a Vancouver band, um, their debut album, 1980, double platinum in the States. Uh, this song was off of Get Lucky 1981, four times platinum in the States. This was a huge band. Uh, this is this is a good candidate. Uh, Pete, <laughs> Pete and I are going to do an episode on forgotten bands, and this is actually a good candidate for uh, to to be put in there. Uh, it's, uh, it would I think I'm going to go with it. Um, but yeah, three times platinum in Canada, five times platinum in Canada for the debut. Keep it up 1983, double platinum in Canada, double platinum in the States. So massive, massive band. Uh, loving every minute of it. So we got Mike Reno and, um, you know, uh, 
yeah, Matt Frenette's in there. Paul, what's his name? Oh, I can't, be, can't believe I'm, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Paul Dean, that's it. Um, so 1985, loving every minute of it. Um, double platinum in the States. So they're just barreling on, right? They're, they're almost like forging hair metal in their own image. But so hair metal's already a couple years in, but here's Loverboy still, still, you know, chalking up double platinum in the States. Um, then they even had a 1987 album called Wild Side, which went gold in the States. Uh, so what a run, eh? Uh, gold in Canada. Um, so huge band. And again, I think they really, really sound like, um, you know, they basically sound like like uh, Bon Jovi, I I think. Um, although they do have a little more of that that dated '80s sort of keyboard sound. Um, but uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, here we are. Pre hair metal, they got two massive albums: a double platinum and a four times platinum in the in the self titled and in Get Lucky. And talk about uh, being proto hair metal, literally inventing hair metal or being hair metal first before anybody. I think it's Loverboy. Loverboy is the band on this list that I really uh, feel feel are, are in here um, at, at pretty much at the top. Um, now you know we've also got Red Rider here with Don't Fight It in '79. Platinum in Canada, as far as Siam. Platinum in Canada, 81. Neruda, 83. Of course, uh, you know, Tom Cochran. It would be Tom Cochran and Red Rider, and then Tom Cochran would have uh, some sex, some success. Um, Saga kind of fits in here a little bit. They're more like pomp rock or poppy prog, but, you know, it's a bit of a stretch, I know. Chilliwack is also a bit of a stretch, but still, um, they're they're more in this uh, much more AOR, yacht rocky kind of feel, a little more Doobie Brothers, I suppose, to Chilliwack. But, yeah, you got to put them in somewhat as well. Um, all right, let's move on to our fourth selection as we move up in our chronology as we get closer to the birth of hair metal. Take a listen to this. This is Coney Hatch with We Got the Night. All right, love Coney Hatch to death. Um, so this is from their self-titled debut, 1982. So you've got the really smooth singing of Carl Dixon. You've got kind of a heavy party rock thing crossed with an ACDC sound from them. They have this really cool idea of using simplicity in the same way Twisted Sister did. Um, but yeah, you've got this 1982 album, pretty pretty darn heavy. I mean, basically, this album is ahead of its time. If, if it would have come out in 83 or 84, I think it would have even done just fine. And then they, they got really cleaner and even more professional. They put out Out, uh, out a Hand in 83 and Friction in 85. Uh, so, you know, hair metal's going by 85, but Out a Hand is, is totally early, and that's their second album. So most hair metal bands are just putting out their first album or, or their first is in 84, and here comes Coney Hatch. Just a perfectly normal, well-put-together, professional, sounds amazing, a hair metal album in 1983, and no one ever really gives them credit. So we're doing that now, aren't we? Um, now, uh, th- this, this gets even a little more interesting. Uh, in Canada, we had a band called Headpins female vocals they had an album called turn it loud in 1982 line of fire 1983 head over heels 1985 you play that turn it loud album and line of fire 
And this sounds absolutely like the invention of hair metal. It's totally proto-hair metal. Uh, a lot of people don't know these guys. And an interesting thing here is that it's it's a side project founded by a couple of members from Chilliwack. So Chilliwack getting a little heavier with a female vocalist, Ab Brian and Brian McLeod. Um, and then uh, even at one point, uh, Matt Fournette was in the band. So here we've got Matt Fournette again, uh, you know, Street Heart Lover Boy. Denise McCann's originally the vocalist, Darby Mills later. Um, but yeah, to- total uh, total proto hair metal sound out of the head pins. Uh, and then speaking of female vocalists, you've also got Lee Aaron getting in early on the, on the thing. And then Toronto, there's a band called Toronto. Um, they're a little bit, uh, here's one for Jamie Laszlo. They're a little bit like Pat Benatar, right? Um, they had an album called Looking for Trouble in 1980, Head On 1981, Get It On Credit 1982, Girls Night Out 1983, Greatest Hits Already by 1984. So there's your proof right there. They got they got an 80, an 81, an 82, and 83, four full albums of this proto hair metal. Granted, it's a little more on the poppy and keyboardy side. This band they aren't as heavy as Headpins. Um, also, Santer. Santer's is absolutely in here, uh, just as as uh, you know, forcefully as Coney Hatch. Shot Down in Flames album, 1981. Racing Time, an absolute classic, 1982. Guitar Alley, 1984. So you take that Racing Time album. It's it's truly, truly a an absolute proto hair metal album. Could have could have been an 84 album. It would have been perfectly fine. So yeah, those guys in Coney Hatch are kind of your more. Your more straight shooter, you know, right to it, absolutely sound like a great hair metal band. Uh, Brian Adams deserves mention in here. He's on the light side of this, but he can get a little guitar-y as well. Uh, um, Sheriff, a uh, small band. Aldonova, you know, with his big hit Fantasy. So he's a Canadian guy, 1982, doing that Fantasy thing. I mean, that is absolutely proto-hair metal as well, right? They go on tour with Booster Cult. He even writes Take Me Away with Booster Cult. Um, so there you go. So now we're now we're up just kind of in, into the birth of this. And let's move on to our fifth selection. And I've got a few more examples here. This is Helix with When the Hammer Falls. All right, so I wanted to mention Helix because they had two indie albums, and then they had that, uh, what is it called? Uh, No Rest for the Wicked, 83. So that's their first on a major label, and that is absolutely a proto-hair metal album. So so here we, even more Canadians uh, inventing hair metal. Uh, This is from Walk in the Razor's Edge, which is absolutely right in there, even more so feels feels like it's straight out of California. Uh, So 1984. Long Way to Heaven, 85, Wild in the Streets, 87, Back for Another Taste, 1990. So they're they're participating in this whole thing. They don't move to L.A., uh, but they have some success. They do they do okay. But, um, you know, my point is that, uh, you know, they, they started participating in this thing in 1983. So we are moving up in the, the chronology here. A few more to mention uh, here as Canadians filling out this dance card. Kick Axe with the Great Vices album, 1984. You've got Killer Dwarfs from Toronto so they they uh had an 83 album then 86 88 but 
they were in kind of participating in this realm in in 1983 um on the lighter side you've got honeymoon suite on even lighter side you've got glass tiger but you know this is kind of late thin red line uh, which went gold in the u.s four times platinum in canada diamond sun in 88 um so yeah we're, we're into it now but my point is that even though we're into it now and we're early, um, you, you have some Canadianness. Now, the funny thing that happens is that um, once, uh, you know, Canada uh, goes and does all this hard work, laying the foundation, giving you 30, 40 albums of, uh, of proof here that I've given you for the invention of hair metal, they kind of uh, they kind of sit the thing out. They don't do a very good job of actually delivering hair metal bands when when hair metal is successful and you can do well. Like granted, anybody who's going to do well is going to have to move to L.A. We all know that happens. We know that the famous story of of the U.K. band sitting this out basically too. There's there's just a bunch of embarrassing, crappy examples of hair metal bands. Um, from the UK. Not really that many, but they're all crappy, right? And Canada's are all crappy, kind of, right? So in Canada, we've got the likes of Brighton Rock, Harem Scarum, Sven Galley, Slick Toxic, Slash Puppet, Saints and Sinners, you know, kind of a, a hair metal offshoot from Sword, which was a more of a straightforward band. But, you know, the list the list of like bonafide op- operating hair metal bands in Canada was really kind of small. Um, so the point of this episode is Canada was kind of doing this from from basically the mid 70s right up to 1983 84 the the birth of hair metal and had tons of it and a lot of it sounded like hair metal even before hair metal was happening. So there you go. I think uh, I think we make a pretty good case. Uh, like I say, I I started adding up all the American bands and I'm sure if I worked harder and harder at it, eventually the American list would would be Bigger than the Canadian list and maybe even twice as big as the Canadian list. But is it ever going to get 10 times the size of the Canadian list? Absolutely not. It's not even going to get three times as big as the Canadian list. So that's why I thought this was pretty darn interesting um, how this this all panned out. Um, I'm not going to go over any honorable mention stuff from uh, from before. Uh, but yeah, if you like this show, want to support future episodes, you know I got the Ko-Fi thing. Um, I always have a nice small clutch of supporters uh, for this you know most of my and any pay that i'm getting from this which is very paltry is is uh, is more or less um coming from this sort of situation i it's funny it's almost it's it's kind of analogous to what we make on the contrarians thing i mean it's i think it's hard to keep eyeballs and keep audience up especially when everybody's making youtube shows and podcasts right um you know we're, we're told that if our numbers stay roughly the same we're we're a success we're doing okay um but yeah um i do the the ko-fi thing slash martin pop off hit that red support button buy me coffee or pine it's just a three dollar paypal kind of thing uh, on that uh, front this week i'd like to thank andy at black sugar transmission lee clifford david fisher Michael Gendelman, Dennis Lawson, Reed Little, Monty Olson, Augustin Garcia de Prades, Steve Polari, and Roy Self. Um, thank you all very much. Um, a big, big weekend here. Um, the the Pink Floyd book came in. Um, beautiful hardcover in a slipcase like the David Bowie. I've got those. It's not at my website yet, but just messenger me or email me and I'll, I'll set you up. Um, but yeah, that's called Pink Floyd and the Dark Side of the Moon, 50 years. It's a 50-year anniversary book of that. Uh, but yeah, martinpopoff.com for uh, for everything else. Uh, the Coopers, the Damned, all that stuff. The Bowie is, is at the site. Um, still got all those visual biographies. Um, 
there you go. Um, you know, and uh, if uh, if a lot of this stuff, um, you know, is sounds pretty foreign to you, I would say for uh, for homework, you know, you can't go wrong with the the entire Coney Hatch catalog. You can't go wrong with the entire Santos catalog. I would say check those ones out first, and check out that Helix album. That's I I that that stuff and Wild in the Streets. Uh, there's some really good stuff in there, and and the April Wine stuff as well. But uh, no, to keep to keep it tight. Santers and uh, Santers and Coney Hatch. Go play some of that stuff. Talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.